Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Praise God, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. You're listening to Missionaries for Christ World Outreach Church, and this is Bible Class Night. We thank God for another opportunity to, amen, learn more about his word. Amen. Pastor Lena is going to be our teacher for today, so I'm going to turn the floor over to her. Amen. Amen. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Let us begin with a word of prayer. Most gracious and everlasting Father, dear God, we come on this evening, Father, to say thank you. God, we thank you for another opportunity, O God, to learn more of your word, to study more about you, O God, that our relationship with you may grow stronger through our studies. Now, Father, we ask you that you would speak to our hearts even as we are studying this message on today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Uh, We're going to return to where we kind of left off at our last meeting, we were talking about the Joseph calling and the calling of um, on our lives as um, Joseph in the earth. We know that um, out of the book of Genesis, we will find the story of Joseph around, um, begins around the 37th chapter, I want to say, and it continues on through um, most of the book of Genesis. But if we just skim briefly over the life of Joseph. We know that Joseph was um, his father's favorite son. His dad loved him so that he gave him a coat of many colors. We know that Joseph had some brothers that were some haters. They were jealous. They did not like him. And one day when he was sent out to um, to find his brothers for his dad, his brothers uh, had anger and they had jealousy in their heart. And when they saw him coming, they plotted to kill him. They plotted to get rid of him. And they wanted to say that he had been um, eaten up by an animal. However, one of the brothers was uh, gracious in his heart toward Joseph, and he did not want to see him die. So therefore, he um, talked his brothers into slave, selling him into slavery. And Joseph becomes a slave. But while a slave, he got to live in the king's palace and work for the king close at hand, King Pharaoh. And as he worked for the king, he was... Um, favored by the king in that he had access to all of the king's belongings. Um, And then the day came when Joseph becomes seduced by the king's wife. And Joseph was a wise man. He knew that he was not um, at liberty to have the king's wife. However, the wife thought he was so handsome, she wanted him for herself, and she attempted to seduce him. Following that, Joseph ends up in jail. While in jail, again, he has the favor of God on his life. Um, he became free after being in jail, and then he became second in command to um, the King Pharaoh because of his ability to interpret dreams. And I said all that to say that the life of Joseph is pretty similar to some of our lives, how we meet with so much uh, turmoil and tragedy, and it seems like 
we're never going to get past where we are. Um, one of the things that I could say about Joseph in his quest um, to just live the life that had been assigned to him by God, I just want to believe that Joseph did not give up on living. He continued in spite of the fact that he was faced with so many oppositions. So I want to encourage us on tonight that God has called us to a specific place. He's called us to a specific calling. We all have an assignment on our lives. He called us to be victors and not victims, and he called us to be healed and not sick. He called us to be delivered and not in bondage. He called us to be overcomers. He called us to be royalty, but not none of these titles come without some adversity, and they come with some work on our part. I've been saying over and over again as the Holy Spirit had convicted me about um, us striving to live a life that exemplifies Christ, I had to go back and, and restate that because I want people to understand that in living a life that exemplifies Christ doesn't mean that you won't have some trials and temptations. It simply means that while you're going through, even in the middle of your trouble, you can still be a victor in the middle of a problem. Amen? Amen. God is calling for modern-day Joseph today. He is preparing us. And how you say, how are we being prepared? We're being prepared through the adversities that we're facing. We're being prepared through our failed finances and failed marriages and failed relationships and broken dreams, all these things are preparing us to walk in the shoes of a Joseph. Um, there are things that God uses or allows uh, to be used in our lives to be allow his word to be proven through us. And you say, well, you know, I've been going through all this. It's been five years. It's been 10 years. It's been 20 years. It don't seem like God is hearing my prayer. I'm never going to come through. But note that sometimes we don't seem like we're going through, it seems like we're stuck in some situations because we um, fail to see Christ in whatever situation that we're in. So sometimes we feel like we're stuck. Understand that when we talk about a true a Joseph, we're talking about one who is a provider, both spiritually and materially for those in the body of Christ. So a Joseph is not a selfish person. A Joseph is one who understands that they are simply a manager of all that God has entrusted them to. It is a person who has humility and a broken, contrite heart before God. And so understand that the people in our lives, the situations that we face, either on our jobs, in our homes, um, in the grocery store, God has called us to have a manage, managerial uh, perspective on how we handle these situations, how we face them? Are we going to face them with a, a God attitude or are we going to face them with a humanistic attitude? It's not my business. I'm going on about my business. What would Jesus do if he was faced with a situation where there's an automobile accident up ahead on the road and would he just drive by and not whisper a prayer or would he uh, just go on, I ain't got time for that. I got to go do what I have to do. So God is looking for us to stand up, to intervene, to be those that are willing to uh, make a change in the earth. Um, I think I've said this before, time and time again, we wonder why our world is in the condition that it's in, and it's in this condition not because we're not being Joseph, but just because we're not standing up to the plate, not standing in the batter's box that God has called us 
to stand in. Amen? Amen. Amen. I want to look at Psalms um, 105, verses 16 through 20. Psalms 105. If you have any questions, just let me know, and I'll, I'll pause for a moment um, to get to your questions. Um, if somebody has it, they can read it. Not I'll read it myself. Um, 16. Moreover, he called for a famine upon the land of Egypt. He cut off every sort of bread. He sent a man before them, even Joseph, who was sold as a servant. His feet they hurt with fetters. He was laid in chains of iron, and his soul entered into the iron. Until his word to his cruel brothers came true, until the word of the Lord tried and tested him. The king sent and loosed him. Even the ruler of the people let him go free. Okay. So as we look at this particular verse again, um, it's given us an example of, as believers, some of the things that we have to face. It's unfortunate that sometimes we want to have our um, royalty, and we want to have our titles, we want to have our victory, but we want to have all those things without any adversity. We want to have all those things without any, um, any problems. We want to have them like a slice of cake with some chocolate frosting on top. We want everything to come easy. But as believers, understand that just as our Lord and Savior had to go through some things, we as believers have to go through some things as well. But understand because he's already gone through them before us, because he's already prepared the way before us, we don't have to endure a hard, a, a, a hard task as he had to endure. We're going back to just be reminded of what it is our Lord and Savior endured. He endured the cross. He endured the thorns. He endured being whipped, and he endured carrying that cross up to the hill. He endured some things that we don't have to endure, and thank God, because many of us would not be able to go through what our Father, our Lord and Savior had gone through. So he prepared the way. Although when we're in our adversity, when we're in our problems, when we're in our mess, it seems like a hard thing. But know that his word says that I'll never leave you, nor will I forsake you. Also know that while we're going through these times, these are our molding times. These are the times that the Lord is preparing us. He's building, in up, building us up. He's strengthening us. He is giving us wisdom. These are the times that if no other time you spend time with the Lord, these are times that you really need to commune with him. And you need to go to another level, not just your general uh, uh, prayer. You want to go to another level with him so that you can come out of this thing smelling good, so you can come out of this thing being all that God has called you to be at this particular time. Um, I often, when I find myself faced with adversity of any kind, I often try to say, okay, Lord, what is it you want me to do? What is it you want me to learn? How do you want me to get through this? Because in my own stance, in my own understanding, I I know that I can't do it. So I have to call on him for help. So this is the same thing that he's looking for us to do. Call on me, call on me, uh, seek out, and I will give you directions. I will give you strength. I will give you wisdom to make it through these adverse times that you may be facing. God is doing a unique work all around the world. He's raising up Joseph's throughout the world. Some of them are still in the pit. Uh, some of them have come out of the pit. Some of them are, are, are wandering around in a circle 
unfortunately, because we don't understand that this is a molding process. This is a process that we must go through in order to get to where God wants to take us. But however the case may be, he is still uh, creating and working uniquely through man for us to stand in the shoes of Joseph. Um, It takes years of preparation. It takes time. It takes testing for us to come to this true place. Because remember, he, he was a selfless person. And it's so important because that's one thing um, I think uh, Minister Jessica talked about on yesterday, being selfless. Uh, we as a people have just grown to be selfish, me, my, and I. And sometimes we're so selfish that we don't even share with those that are in our immediate circle, our family members, like we should. But we need to try to be more like Christ and be selfless. And when we become more selfless and not thinking so much about I and I and what I need and what I want and where I want to go and begin to think about, okay, Lord, where do you want me to go? How do you want me to be? Because everything that we do is not just for our benefit, but it's for the benefit of others. Amen? I think about the time that we experienced our homelessness. I know we were not homeless for our own sake. Our homelessness was a part of our molding, a part of our making, a part of preparing us to have a heart and a compassion for those that are homeless. And just this morning, even as I saw on the news how the um, the, the garbage men were taking up the, the tent and throwing them in the back of the trash can, my heart was just broken to see this happening to the people. I just wanted to go where they were and just, I didn't even, I don't know what I wanted to do, but I wanted to do something, embrace them and let them know that I'm praying for them and I have a concern for them. My heart was just broken to see that. And the only way I, I believe, not the only way, but one of the reasons why my heart is so compassionate is because I've gone through a homeless experience, not necessarily having to live on the street, thank God. However, just being displaced, not being in a place that was considered my own home. Amen? So we understand that God takes the, uses these things in our lives to help mold us so that we can be better uh, kingdom builders, uh, for the kingdom. Amen? Amen. Joseph was sold as a slave. And some of us found ourselves in our enslaved state mentality. We find ourselves working jobs that seem like we're never going to get out of. We're never going to go up. We're never going to go down. We're just kind of stuck. Amen? But God is not calling us to be stuck. He's calling for us to rise up and walk in the mandate that he has called for us, even on a job that you may feel stuck in. God has a purpose. Thank you, Pastor. God has a purpose for you even being in that place. Amen. Until he takes you to the next place, you have to be your best at right where you are. Amen. We look at how Joseph was bruised, his feet with shackles, his neck. He had irons on his neck because he actually went to jail, remember? Um, he went to jail because the wife, the Mr. The wife of the, the king of the pharaoh said that he tried to seduce her. So he ended up going to jail. So, you know, he had to have on um, jail clothes like all the other jailers. But even in jail, as I stated earlier, he had the favor of God on his life. And having that favor on his life afforded him the opportunity to be in charge of all the other jailers. Amen? Who goes to jail to become in charge of all the other jailers? Amen? Amen. That is the type of God that we serve. So I said that to say that even if you find yourself in a slave uh, state or a state of feeling like you're not going anywhere, you feel uh, purposeless, 
in a particular place on a job or whatever, you uh, if you seek God, God will show you that even in that place, I have a purpose. I have my the favor. My favor is upon you, and my grace is covering you. So just do the best that you can do right where you are. And in due season, He will cause change to erupt in your life. Amen. Amen. Any questions? Any thoughts, ideas before we move on? Okay. As we look at our modern day Josephs, um, they're prepared through adversity, and I talked about this already, failed finances, failed marriages, failed relationships, and broken dreams. These are the things that God uses to allow Joseph of today to be proven by the word of God. So when we go through these things, we're being proven by his word. While we're in the midst of adversity, we're able to utilize his word to be our keeping power during that time. Um, once you are proven, God brings you out of the prison, and he uses us to do mighty works in the kingdom. Amen. Joseph went through his own trials, not because of any failure, but because of an incredible calling on his life. And some of us have some incredible callings on our lives. We wonder why we struggle. We can't get past uh, goal. Every time you get going towards the green light, that yellow light pop up, and next thing you know it's the red light. You got to stop, and you got to sit there. You can't get past go. You turn to the left, it's trouble. You turn to the right, it's something. You try to go backwards, it's something. And you're like, why, 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 why? God is molding you. He's preparing you for a great call. And when you come out, you will shine as gold in the eyes of our king. Amen? Amen. God has prepared, um, uh, to, God prepared, God's preparation, I'm sorry, um, for Joseph took a period of 13 years of broken dreams and humble circumstances. Sometimes God needs to humble us. You know, we'd we be a little haughty because you know how to multiply, because you know how to divide really good. You could get a little haughty in your attitude. And I, I said that thinking about my students, you know, uh, one of the students, he's a, a little bit advanced over the other kids, and he's like, you know, well, Miss Lena, I know this already. But, you know, don't get too haughty, you know, just because you know that, that don't make you, you know, any greater than anybody else. So we have to be cautious that we don't get caught up in self-pride and that we are humble before the king. Um, understand that um, if we get caught up in self-pride, God will allow, that, allow us to be broken down so that we can come to a humble state, because he can't use us in a prideful state. He wants us to be proud of ourselves and that we are his children, but he don't want us to be prideful to the point that we become arrogant and big-headed, like we are all of that in a bag of chips. So we have to be cautious about that. Um, he will use circumstances to break every ounce of pride down out of us, and you would just be surprised. Um, I can hear stories of people who was like, I never thought I would be in the food line. You know, I had this, that, and the other. You know, I came from I came from money. My family was money. And here it is, I'm in the food giveaway line. Well, God will break us down, you know. People who have talked to people all kind of ways because they were in positions and they had all type of, of, of finances that backed them, God will eventually break them down. And it don't matter who you are. You can be in the White House or you can be in the Mouth House. God will break you down and bring you to a humbling state so that he can use you. Okay. Amen? Amen. God could not afford to have this young man seek 
in arrogance and pride and running an entire nation. See, he had a plan for Joseph. Jo- his plan for Joseph was to run the nation. So if Joseph, he allowed Joseph to be arrogant, it's no way he was going to be successful as his reign in his reign to run the nation. Well, God is calling some of us to uh, be doctors. He's calling some of us to be uh, uh, attorneys. He's calling for some of us to be activists. He's calling for some of us to be all types of things in the earth that uh, is needed, but he can't have us arrogant in those places. Um, we can't be haughty and arrogant preachers. We can't be arrogant singers. Just because you can sing uh, a great melody, if you have a prideful, <laughs> arrogant attitude, you're worthless to the kingdom. And God will break you down, and we have to be cautious about that. Understand that every good gift comes from the Father. So if you have the gift of singing, if you have the gift of preaching, if you have whatever gift to sew or, or, or to do hair or whatever gift God has given you, understand that God gave it to you. And because he gave it to you, he owns it. It is his. And I'm not going to take no uh, credit, and I don't need you to pat me on the back. To God be the glory that I did this hair very nice. To God be the glory that I ministered a great sermon. To God be the glory that I was able to sing this song and your heart was blessed. To God be the glory that I was able to give back into the community and help somebody else. Not because of me. Amen? So we have to make sure that we are very cautious about that, that we do not get caught up in self-pride. Amen? Um, we got to believe, we have to understand that God is raising up servants right now to prepare for the worldwide economic earthquake and the, to fund the global harvest of souls. There are so many souls that are standing in the way, and they need to be pulled into the body. They need to be connected to. But just think about it. even yourself, if you meet someone who is haughty, who is arrogant, who is stuffed up in pride, a lot of times you might not even want to talk to that person. So just imagine someone who is broken, someone who doesn't know the Lord as their personal Savior, and, and, and they need to have that connection. If you are, are, are all about yourself, they probably will not even hear what you say. Um, I know that I'm, I'm the type of person that if things get too much, if a person is too, too out of the way, my, my intellect will shut down. I'll stop listening. I don't know what you're talking about. You could be up there talking for 45 minutes, and I won't hear anything you're saying because I will cut you off because of, of the arrogance or because of the pridefulness or because of the demand that you may be trying to put upon me. So um, I can imagine that if I'm a person who's broken in spirit again and not connected with the Lord and someone is coming to me talking like that or have that type of attitude or that type of arrogance about them, I probably don't want to hear what they say. So God needs us to be humble so that we can meet the people right where they are. There's a whole world of people who are slipping away, who are getting away from here. You know, we're dying. People are dying daily and hourly and minute, like minute by minute people are leaving here, and some of them are leaving here without having accepted the Lord as their personal Savior. When we have some Joseph. That's, that's still in, in their in their turmoil, trying to get it together, and 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 the, the people are waiting on us, amen. So we got to get ourselves together so that we can be in the position. Understand that now. Not only did Joseph go through adversity, not only did he go through a lot of turmoil with his brothers, and and even with the uh, king's wife, with Pharaoh's wife, and and then uh, so on and so forth. In the end, Joseph won. 
because he became the ruler of a nation. The king put him in charge of everything. It got to the point when the famine came, Joseph was the one that was able to feed the people. So he was able to give back. Amen. So in, in becoming a Joseph and becoming the person that God can use, it does not just uh, benefit others, but it also benefits you in the long run. There's a blessing in being in a position where God can use us. Amen. Joseph was fruitful in his time of adversity. He never stopped giving. He never stopped loving. In his time of prosperity, he was still able to be fruitful. He was able to give. Even when his brothers came, they didn't know who he was. You know, he probably had some, some human in him that was like, these jokers, y'all got me. <laughs> if y'all fought them here and kept me away from the family all these years, but he blessed them in the end. He eventually called, told them to go and get daddy and bring daddy back, bring the whole family back so that we could take care, I could take care of everybody. And that's what we want to do. We want to be in a position where we can take care of not just uh, ourselves, but our families as well. The Bible talks about a good man leaving an inheritance for his family, creating riches for his family. Like, you know, not, not just living for yourself, but for your family. And as you do it for your family, somebody else doing it for their family, the families of the body of Christ become rich, not just in spirit, but we can even become rich in material things because God is our Father, and he owns all things. Amen? Know this, that the roots are going deep into our spiritual soil of our souls because as we are pressing into God during our time of suffering, this pressing is producing a work in our character that cannot be seen until the process is finished. So understand that as you're going through, as you're spending time with God, as you're working hard to get in his presence, as you are striving to get closer to him, um, during your ad- adverse times, and even in your good times, you're spending time with the Lord, you're growing and understanding that even when you're in adversity, when you're in mess, that God is with you. Doing all that pressing is bringing you to a full character. And when you come out, you're going to come out as God would desire us to be, that we can be builders in the kingdom, that we can be a part of, of influencing the earth to a better place. I don't know about you, but I would love to live in a place even here on earth where there's less violence, there's less crime, there's more peace, there's more harmony. I mean, even as we were, uh, as we drive down the street in our neighborhood, I want to be able to speak to my neighbor and, and enjoy my neighbor. I mean, I, want to, I almost want to go back to the old time where I remember my parents talking about how uh, if one person had a cow, they killed, they gave milk to their cow to everybody in the block, and somebody else had a pig, and they shared their pig with everybody. You know, we don't have to go all the way back to cows and pigs, because trust me, I don't want to slaughter none, and I don't want to do no milking. But however, just that, that familiness, that togetherness, that love that just flowed from heart to heart during those times, and that's what we need back in our earth. We need more love back in our communities, back in our homes, back in our schools, we need more love so that everything doesn't have to be a firecracker. Everything doesn't have to be a 911 emergency where there's violence. We want more love to come back into our lives. Amen? Amen. Amen. Any questions, thoughts, or ideas? Amen. Amen. As we go on, um, I've been reading a book called The Joseph Calling, um, and it's by Oz Hillman. Um, and he, he wrote a book, and he talks about the six stages of 
the life of a Joseph. He talks about the six stages that we will go through um, to becoming a Joseph in in our lives. And I'm going to share this uh, first chapter with those that are present. I'm actually to go to the last page because the last page is actually talking about those um, six stages. As we're discovering the Joseph in us, the Joseph calling on our life, there are six stages that a person will experience in the Joseph calling. The first stage is called the recruitment stage. Um, if you go, as we go, we're going to read over the story, but we're going to, this gentleman was a businessman, and um, he was led to another businessman by the name of Gonar Olsar, Olson, I'm sorry, and um, this particular man had an international ministry, but he was aware of the Joseph calling. So when the, when the gentleman, um, Oz, went to him, he was like, you know, I got this problem. You know, I thought I was doing good. I was a model Christian. I was living right. I gave money to to all Christian uh, communities. Um, I got a wife for 14 years and my daughter, you know. I got a business, a very successful business. He was a, a millionaire. And, you know, he had money coming out of this, and he thought everything was okay. He felt like he was living the modern, the modern or the model, I'm going to say model, Christian life. He thought he was doing what he should do as a believer um, in life. And um, he found out after he meets this gentleman that once all these things were taken away from him, that this was a part of his of ministry. This was a part of developing him. Um, the second stage of a Joseph is the character development where we go through some problems, where we go through some situations, where we go through things that seem like we cannot get out of. And sometimes we go through things um, for a long period of time. Amen? Some stuff be alone, so you be like, Lord, am I ever going to be debt free? Am I ever going to be able to get this car paid off? Am I ever going to get out of this bind? Am I ever going to get out of this situation? So, so um, the second stage is the development. Those, while you're in that time where it doesn't seem like you're going to get out, God is developing you. The third stage is, stage is isolation. So sometimes God pulls you away from everybody else, and you'd be wondering, like, man, nobody's calling me? Like, really? I, all these people in my phone, nobody want to talk to me, and nobody is inviting me out? That's an isolation stage. During that time, God is calling you because he wants to talk to you. So we spend so much time talking to other people, and we don't spend enough time talking to the Father. He's like, hey, only way I'm going to get you is I'm going to have to tell everybody else to chill out so I can have time with you. So while you're in isolation, um, this particular gentleman, he wrote, a, um, he wrote a journal. He journaled during this time, and he got a lot of messages from the Lord and eventually wrote a devotional from his journaling process. The fourth stage is the cross. He said he had four major betrayals. He experienced some betrayals. And during this time, uh, particular stage, uh, it was pushing him to learn the hard realities of forgiveness. Oh, there go that word again, forgiveness. Forgiveness is such a complicated thing. Forgiveness uh, is not for the person who has offended you as much as it's for you to be free. If you don't, if you don't um, uh, go through a process of forgiving people for things that they have done for you, you put yourself in a literal jail. You put yourself in a cage because you're walking around holding on to something that nobody else is thinking about. Again, going back to the young lady that um, that I worked with, that I found out that 
Um, she tells me that something happened between her and I well over 10 years ago. And for the life of me, I didn't ask her what happened because I really don't even care, you know. But I pray that she forgive me. I ask her, just please forgive me. I don't know what it was. I don't care. It's over. But she's been holding this thing for over 10 years. So she's been in prison by this thing for 10 years for absolutely no reason at all. And all the times that I've been bringing food to the school, when we have our extra food for food giveaway, I take food and stuff, she's been missing out on blessings because she's been in prison about something that happened 10 years ago. And so we have to be careful because when we allow forgiveness to cloud us, to override us, we put ourselves in a bad place. Yes, I'm saying. Oh, I'm forgiven. I'm sorry. I'm forgiven. I'm forgiven. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I keep going. Amen. Um. So we have to be be mindful of that unforgiveness. Uh, we don't want to harbor that in our heart. I'm just going to ask everybody, even just as you're going through your prayer periods during the course of this week, that you any think about everything you could possibly think about, anything that you've been holding in your heart, any grudge that you've been holding, let it go. Give it up. Give it back to the person that it belonged to and leave it alone so that you are not imprisoned by it. Unforgiveness can be a cancer. And it can really destroy your life. So I'm really asking that you just work on any unforgiveness. The fifth stage was the problem-solving stage. It says that he was able to work with others in navigating their seasons of adversity, but now I'm faced with adversity. So i got to figure out how to solve my own problem. i got to be a catalyst for my own um, situation. And through Christ and through his relationship growing in Christ, because remember, he went through isolation. And during that isolation period, God was really speaking and speaking and speaking. Um, if you ever find yourself in a period of isolation, you will see that if you would just spend that time quietly, God will talk to you like something crazy. Sometimes when the Lord be talking, I'd be like, really, Okay. Is this a good time for this? But he will talk to you. He will give you information. He will share with you. And he will help you through situations. Things that you're thinking about and you're trying to worry about and trying to figure out, if you spend time quietly with the Lord, he will give you a clear, direct answer or, or, or a process to get through whatever you may be facing. Amen? Amen. And our sixth stage of the Joseph um, calling is networking stage. Um, as, as this gentleman came to the end of his particular situation, he was able to then share his testimony. Network, give information. We go through these trials and tribulations, not just because God just said, Lena, you're a bad girl. I'm going to make you stand in timeout. You're going to be in timeout for 10 years. That, that's not what it's for. It's for me to be able to tell somebody else and share my testimony. One thing about, I think, us as a people, we have a tendency to be so private. We have a tendency to be so uh, embarrassed by some of the things that we have experienced. But we experience these things so that we can share with other people how to get through them, how to, how to make it through being a single parent, how to make it through being homeless, how to make it through having to eat out of the, out of the uh, food pantry, how to make it through being broke and unemployed, how to make it through these different situations. They are not situations to embarrass you. Even if it was a, a situation where you had experienced drugs or alcohol or whatever it may be, prostitution, anything that you have gone through, those, and God has brought you through that. He's brought you through that to share it with someone else. Again, as a Joseph, remember, you are a person that's giving to others. 
So even as you're sharing your testimony, you're networking, you're encouraging, you're building other people. And this is what God is looking for us to do as believers, not just hold on to our testimonies and be so private. Girl, I'm not going to tell nobody what I went through. My husband used to beat me upside my head. I ain't going to tell nobody he used to beat me upside my head. I'm just going to tell everybody we just got a divorce because he was cheating. You know what I'm saying? It's like, no, tell the truth. He was beating you upside your head. You know, and it's okay because you telling them, telling somebody the truth will help that person come out of the situation. You can make it through it. You don't have to deal with it. You don't have to live in those type of conditions because we serve a God that will never leave you, nor will he forsake you. And even in bad situations, God is right there with you to help bring you through whatever you may be facing. Amen? Amen. Amen. Any <coughs> questions? Well, I'm going to again. Huh? What was number five again? Um, the problem solving stage. Okay. Good. Amen. <laughs> okay. God is looking for sons and daughters to be revealed in the world today. In fact, God has a purpose and a destiny for each and every one of us. He has a God-sized assignment for us to fulfill on planet Earth. But sometimes I know I've, I've heard people say, you know, I don't know what I want. I don't know what my assignment is. I'm just here. I just get up every day and do do my business and keep it moving. Um I don't have no purpose, just wander aimlessly in the earth. But God has a an assignment for every person that is born. Um, believe it or not, even our death has an assignment that is a, a lesson for or a help for someone else. Amen? Um, I'm thinking about uh, parents who may lose a child in uh, in birth in the birthing process, um, may lose a child in childbirth, there's a purpose. God is teaching a lesson. And even in that, you know, sometimes we feel like when we lose stuff, it's like, oh, it's devastating and it's just over. But God has a purpose in loss and separating us sometimes from things and from people. Perhaps you've wondered, can I ever know the things that God has for me? What is his assignment for me? Um, you can know it. You know, it's a matter of seeking it out. I often even tell our young people that as you are uh, uh, seeking a, a career that you want to be a part of, uh, that you want to do in life, you find something that you could do that does not uh, cost you a lot of stress, something you could do and not have to worry about getting paid for it, but you can do it because you love it. You have a passion for it. You have a, a thing in your heart about it. Um, when it comes to teaching, that's where I am with teaching. I have a passion for it. I was just sharing with my um, buddy on, on Saturday that when I'm in a teaching mode, I'm in a happy place. Like, I just go and I just, I be in a happy place and it's almost like get have some. I just be there and I'm okay with it. Um, but when I come down, I just need that check. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You say, Pastor? I said, when I come down, I do need my check. <laughs> Amen. Amen. When I come out of my uh, <laughs> out of my glory. <laughs> Amen. 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 Um, 
understand and know that God has called us to do a specific work for him. Um, and as he prepare us to do these particular jobs, that we are going to go through a unique process of getting there. Um, sometimes when we um, listen to the testimony of our bishop, Dr. Ivy Hilliard, we see a lot of similarities in what he has gone through and what the Lord has taken us through, even to the point of uh, we can believe and trust God that he's going to uh, magnify our ministry and our wealth, even as he has done our bishop, uh, because regardless of where we may be, we continue to hold on to the hands of the Lord. We continue to trust and believe that he is God and know that he has a purpose for us. Um, that what we do in the kingdom, that we're not doing it just because we have nothing else to do. We're doing it because this is what we've been called to do. And not only have we been called to do, we enjoy what we do. And so when this, when you're doing things for the Lord, it should be a joy. Um, I think I talked about it the other week when I uh, we were giving away food at the bowling alley. I got so excited that I walked off and left my favorite bowling ball <laughs> because I... Um, Again, I was in a glory place. I was in a happy place. When I'm giving, when I'm sharing, it gives me a joy um, to give unto other people. And so I just know that because we have that joy in that place, that God has great things in store for for us. Amen? Amen. And those that are connected to us, it's not just about us. Amen? Amen. It's all that's connected to us. Amen? Um, God takes us through all these various facets for us to achieve a higher purpose and lies in the process of discovery, uh, which leads us to um, a greater walk in the kingdom, that we are able to be all that God has called us to be, that we're able to stand in a position that is going to be beneficial for not just the kingdom, but for the earth. People are, are suffering and people are in, in, in bad ways, and they need the people of God to stand up and to be uh, Count it as you are supposed to so that you can share with others and their lives can be changed for the glory of God. Amen. 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 So I'm going um, to share um, this first chapter of the book, and it's, not, it's only a couple of pages, so I'm going to ask after I share it that you would take time throughout the week to read it. And I would like to talk about it when we come back together on next Monday. Um, some great things that we're going to find out in this particular book. Um, I actually fell in love with with the, the testimony of this gentleman who um, had it all, lost it all, and got it back. Amen. Amen. That's the kind of God that we serve. Amen. 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 All right, any questions or thoughts before we close out our lesson for tonight? Nobody? Anybody? Well, amen. That's going to conclude our lesson for tonight. Um, again, I'm going to ask that you would begin to just look at look at the um, at chapter one of this particular book, um, uh, The Joseph Calling. If by chance you have um, on the Internet, you can actually download um, the first chapter of the book and um, and have it on your device or you can print it. But I do have some printed copies for you that I can share with you. Amen? Amen. God, we thank you for tomorrow. Oh, 
let us not forget on tomorrow we're going to have our food giveaway. Amen. Um, Pastor's preparing to uh, get us some stuff so we can share with the community. So we want to meet everybody, everybody to meet us at at 5 o'clock, same place, Market Park Fieldhouse, 67th and Kenzie, who will be outside on the lawn. Amen? Amen. Amen. God, we thank you and we praise you. We magnify and glorify your holy name. We thank you for your word in this time. Now, Lord, we ask you that as we close out this study session, Lord, that you would allow the words that we that have gone for to marinate in our hearts, O oh God, that we may be strengthened and encouraged, O oh God, that we may become doers of your word and not hearers alone. In the name of Jesus, we do pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Good evening to everybody. Have a great night. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.